It's episode nine, so let's get right to it. Fellas, obviously the season didn't end the way we wanted to. Unfortunate events uh, with injuries and shit like that, not being able to be out there with my guys. Um, I think it did pay a toll on us uh, overall at the end of the day. Because this was very much a series I think we we, sh- we should have won. Like, sure. we could have got past if we was healthy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I believe we had everything to fucking beat Phoenix. Um, so it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's frustrating, especially as years go up. Like, you look back at this shit and be like, damn, another year. Not necessarily wasted, but another year of not getting a chance to to compete. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like get to the finish line and and not be able to compete is like the hardest part of it all. Cause like my training, my training in the summers, I literally go through my training in the summers prepared for how the playoffs is gonna be. Right. Like mm-hmm. I'm mentally locking into how tough it's gonna be, how grueling it's gonna be, how exhausted I'm gonna be. And I, I try to hone that so when playoff time comes, I'm comfortable there. You know, so it's 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 frustrating. It's frustrating to not be able to go out there and fucking play. I can only imagine. Yeah, a lot of highs and lows during the season. And obviously, we're eliminated from the playoffs. So this is a low. But any positive marks during the season, you know, because you have a bunch of emotions while Mm -hmm. the season's going on. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite time within the season that, you know, Things were looking bright. Does anything kind of stick out in particular to you? The obvious is is adding Russ to the roster. Um, I think that was the biggest thing uh, going forward uh, or the biggest thing I would say that the season, the most positive about the season is like we found a leader. We found, you know, our point guard. It was unfortunate. Again, part of that was having Reg, the swap, trading Reg, bringing in Russ. Obviously, we didn't trade for them, but, you know, that was that was a bit of a, a, a negative to lose somebody as close as, as Reg. But to gain somebody like Russ, that was, that was, you know, that was that was huge for us. Russ gave us a lot. Russ was ultimately the, you know, before Kawhi went down, um, ended up being the, the, the best player um, for us uh, once Kawhi went down in that series. And uh, we got a glimpse of, like, prime Russ again. So I thought that was, like, the positive, not only for us, but for him, you know what I mean, for Clipper Nation, what it could look like. We saw that after the trade deadline. We had some really great moments together. You know, there was definitely some positives in how the season went. How do you feel about your boy Russ, who you – I know you always highly support. And to be honest, he didn't let you down. Mm Mm-hmm. How you feel about your boy Russ not letting you, letting you down like from all the stuff that you said to get him on the team? Yeah, no, nah, I mean, he he delivered. It was the reason I was willing to stick my neck out uh, and vouch for him. Like, he delivered. He came um, and, you know, was a, a, a unbelievable locker room guy, a great energy, great leader. Um, and I think what L loved most about bringing him in was – he was just very adaptable. Like, right. you know, obviously roles changed. His role changed when we first got him with myself and Kawhi out there to when I went down and it was just him and Kawhi to when Kawhi went down, it was just him. Um, as far as our trio, um, I thought he was very adaptable with it. Right. And, uh, man, I was, I was, you know, I was just proud that he answered the bell. Right. You know what I mean? Like back against the ropes. Everybody questioning. He really did, too. Everybody questioning him as a player. Does he still got it? He's not what he used to be. Um, I thought he, he, he answered the bell. Like, he, he wowed everybody. He, he surprised everybody. Um, and he earned that respect back, you know. And, and, and that's what I was most proud, just as a, you know, a friend, a brother, uh, you know, being, you know, somebody that, that highly supported him, like, you know, it was nothing that he couldn't do on the floor in the series. Agree. So, you know, it, it's we got some decisions to make. Jackie, it's time to check in on our prize picks. Yeah, Dallas. It's playoff time, man. It's getting real serious right now. I'm trying to pick. Yep, I just won big thanks to Jimmy Butler and Gabe Vincent beating their projections. How'd you do? First of all, the people don't even know what we're talking about. 
Let them know what Prize Picks is, man. Prize Picks is a daily fantasy app where you pick two to six players like the video on your screen, then pick if they will have more or less than their Prize Picks projection. You aren't competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. So, Jackie, how'd you win? All I did was place the entry on Anthony Davis to score more points than he was projected to get, and Austin Reeves scored more points than he was projected to get. And at the end of the day, guess what? I know how much money I won. But Dallas, tell the people how much money they can win. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. And on top of that, all first-time users that deposit and use our promo code, PODCASTP, will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That means if you deposit $20, prize picks will give you $20. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. This is a rough year of of stars. Not just injuries, like, period, but just stars being hurt. Yeah. The year in Oklahoma, and people try to ridicule me like, oh, he didn't play well that that playoff year. Bro, I had a partially torn meniscus in that series against Utah Jazz. Mm. And I was getting shot up to play in that shit. Like, literally Damn. getting shot in the ass. Ooh. Hey. Hey. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. I, didn't, I, didn't, I already had one of those. I like, didn't want to be the, I, the second I one. I didn't want to say it. Just, but just Damn. to play, just to play in that series. And, like, I started out feeling great because the medicine was just kicking in. And then, you know, it's not recommendable to, to, to like, get shot multiple times. So, like, that had to wear – that had to last – Damn near for that playoff run. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Bro. And so as the series went on, like the medicine started to come down and like I started to feel that shit. I started to be a little bit more uh, stiff. Like I wasn't able to move. Like that shit was painful. That's just the inside of what we go through. Now the next series, we play Portland. Mm. People don't understand, bro. I literally didn't touch a basketball. So we, we had Portland in the playoffs. I remember like the last like, I don't know, it was like last three, four games, I didn't play in a regular season because I couldn't raise my arms, right? I had got a shot. I went, to, came to L.A. to get a shot. Gosh, another shot. Shot in the ass. Okay, wait. Okay, well, no more shooting well, in the why, ass. Wait, I have a real question because I can't get over this part. But, yeah. and sorry for interrupting your story. Why are you getting shot in the ass instead of your knee or your like? What what are they shooting you up with, bro? With with and this like, what is it? Like, I don't know. I'm genuinely curious on like why would they be doing that if it's like because don't I mean because you you want to shoot into the muscle and and your ass has you know you're not going to damn it like you're not going to miss and hit an artery or like okay no I I think people are going to it'll go straight into your blood like the the ass they why they shoot you in your ass. Um, <laughs> a lot yeah, of ass talking today, fans. About it. This is but, called okay. ass talk moment. In, Port- <laughs> in, in, in Portland, you couldn't raise your arms and you had yeah, to touch so the like, basketball. Like the last like four, four or five games, like I, I set out because I couldn't raise my arms. I couldn't lift my arms. Um, and, you know, you get like a week uh, before playoffs start. Um, so I came all the way to L.A., bro. And I didn't I, I wasn't able to touch a ball for like two weeks. Damn. Two weeks straight. And then playoffs start, game one, the first time I touched a basketball. And I, I had to play through that series. Like, and, 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 and again, after that series, y'all saw I went straight to surgery, get the right arm uh, operated on, get the left arm operated on. Um, and I don't think fans just really understand, like, Which I'll go you through. try to play through injuries. Like, that's, that's the goal. If you can play through it, you're going to play through it. If you can't, there's a reason why. Like, like nobody wants to sit out for no reason. Like, right. you can't play through that shit because you're you won't be yourself. Like, and what's the point of going out there and and be like giving? I heard Stephen A. talking about he could have like Kawhi could have gave you ten minutes or five minutes, bro. It's not about that. Like, if I gotta go on the floor and I can't be myself, then like, what the fuck am I on the floor for? I'm I'm now I'm I'm liable to get even more hurt because I'm not myself so I'm over overcompensating trying to do shit that I know I can't do like it, it, it just it was a dumb take Have Stephen A Smith played any professional sports? Hell no. Exactly. So he shouldn't even be speaking on what y'all got to go Hell through every day to no. put y'all jersey on y'all back. Uh, uh, this y'all is, jump and up this is, and down, run up 
and back and forth. Like, yeah, yeah. you don't think somebody eventually going to get hurt right. and their body not going to break down? Right. Yeah, we give all the ones credit who fight through them and everything, but you can't fight through every injury. You can't fight through everything. You no, know, I wasn't upset that you didn't – I was upset that you didn't play in this series, but I was more happy that you was taking care of your fucking knee mm-hmm. than getting in this fucking series just to win a game. Mm-hmm. If y'all would have made the next, next round – I would have been all like, come on, P, mm-hmm. get in the game. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You ready. But Stephen A. Smith, you got to stop with that with these players. I know you was mad at Kawhi, but Kawhi is injured. He, he played injured. the first game, he got injured. Second game, he gave you 30 or 40-some points. Third game, he couldn't do it. Yeah. It's just part of it. He, yeah. His body wore out. Right, right. My, when the injury happened, the first thing, the biggest concern when that injury first happened was my leg felt like it was just going to buckle and go the other way every time I took a step. So when you got that on your mind, when you're coming back, like you're thinking about that. Like, right. damn, if I take this step, like I know I'm not ready yet. I was going through the workouts like, yeah, I look good doing shit, but like I'm not doing it on the same level these guys doing it right now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and so you're you're thinking about that. Like you, you, you that's see, they, on the back of your mind. You got to think of that. They just think you got the injury. They, oh, it, it, he, he trained Time enough. It should, be, it should be healed. You still got to think now, mm-hmm. can I do this? Can I penetrate this way? Can I move this way? Can I mm-hmm. do anything? Because you got to get your, your mental mind right mm-hmm. now. But they don't think they that. They don't see it that way. They, they think because you're doing podcasts right now, oh, he can be playing. Right. What y'all think a, po- a person supposed to do? Sit in the damn house all day and train right. all day? You got a life? Right. If I want to do the podcast, I come do the podcast. And guess what I did before <laughs> I did this podcast? I did therapy. Mm-hmm. I trained. And mm-hmm. probably when I'm done with the podcast, what I'm probably doing? Yeah, Training. Doing, yeah. doing whatever. It's around so, the clock. It's around the clock. That's what I'm saying. They got to stop all that with these players. It, it, it's all about helping y'all. It, to, to be healthy the whole season. Mm-hmm. If you get injured, it's an injury. That's why they made the word up, mm-hmm. okay? It's an injury. It's an injury. Once the injury is, is is fixed, then we can worry about that. Just because his leg look good and he walking doesn't mean that he's ready. After that, you got to go through a mental mind. Once his mental mind is ready, mental then mind. he's ready. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. So, Stephen A. Smith, leave the players alone that's injured, man. You ain't out there, so shut the – just come on. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Long. Thank hey, you for I'm that. Hey, I'm tired of that. These Dr. players doing Long. a lot, man. <laughs> Dr. <Hey>. Long. <laughs> Y'all doing a lot, man. Uh, that was beautiful, Jackie. Yeah, Thank that you was, for that. That yeah, was great. That was, that was, great that moment. Was, we needed that. So This damn. shit going to be on first take. <laughs> <laughs> Russ had his post-game interview after the last loss, and he talked about uh, how coming to the Clippers, he felt like he was home. What are some things, in your opinion, does your organization do to make players feel welcomed? This goes back to the culture that, you know, Doc, when Doc was coach. Mm-hmm. Um, the culture was like, we want you to, to, to bring the luggage. We want you to bring everything about you, right? Like, it, 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 you hear some people say, like, you know, check your shit at the door or it's, you know, it's one one goal, one mind here. Like, nah, bring what makes you you. Just make sure it goes with this. Make sure it goes with us. Make sure it goes with everybody. Like, mm-hmm. that's what make you you. And I think that's what the culture is with the Clippers. Everybody is themselves. Everybody is is comfortable. Um, you can, you can be who you are, you can express yourself. Um, but it's only one thing, just be a professional, come to work. Um, and you know, Clippers literally got every resource you can think of to be a better player, to be a better person. Like, and I I think you feel that from Lawrence Frank, from the best, uh, governor in the league, uh, with Steve Ballmer from, you know, uh, having Jerry West in the arena or the facility, uh, T. Lou, like everybody is is just welcoming. And you got myself and Kawhi, there's no egos. Mm-hmm. Russ, be you. We need you. We want you here. Come in. Do you. Do you. We'll, 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 we've been here longer than you, but like it's not, not, not to say we can't follow your lead sometimes too. You know what I mean? We know you're proven. We know what you're – you're capable of. You got a history of this shit. Your resume is crazy. We're going to follow your lead at times, too. You know what I mean? It's not like we're going to drown your noise out or drown your voice because we've been here longer. Like, nah, it's, 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 we, we don't come with a pecking order that you got to fall into. And I, I think when he got here, he, he just kind of felt that. What does Russ mean to the team, and why do you want him back on the team next year? He proved 
that he is a leader. You know, he proved that. He proved that he's got a lot left in the tank. Um, and and for a team like us, like the more guys that can be versatile, the better for us. And to have a playmaker, have a leader, have a a, a, a scorer, have a just a floor general, uh, a rebounder. Like he just again covers so many holes. Um, and wears so many hats. <laughs> he everywhere. He like, everywhere. Russ will do anything. He'll run through the wall. Um, he's just he's just so valuable. Like that. You know. Again, we saw what it looked like. Yeah. We know it works. Yeah. We know it can be successful. Agreed. We got to get him back. Yeah. Get Russ. Want him back. back? I agree with y'all. Yeah. But I don't want to just keep everything Russell Westbrook today because there's more players on your team and they all balled out in the playoffs too. Absolutely. And I know you want to talk about them other boys that stepped up because I know it was a lot of them that stepped up that I didn't even know was on your team. Absolutely. So <laughs> I ain't going to even lie. I didn't know some of the players that, that came in was on your team. Like I didn't know Bones at first. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. Bones, Bones Big played. Big fan of Bones. Bones played well. For Big the, fan, for, man. For, Norman Powell. Yep. Norm played well. Bones. Uh, Nico uh had a big game five um just you know ran out of time with uh where he was trending he was starting to find his shot he was starting to get aggressive offensively um we just ran out of time with that um Tell me about your boy norm norm stepped up norm played amazing norm played amazing what was that game three game three he had the what 40 45 his first yeah he was he was our offense you know and and he just looked comfortable like he he played his game. He let the game come to him. Norm need to be back in that start lineup. You Somewhere. So? I don't know where. It's hard to say, but he need to be in that lineup, man. And only yeah. start five. I know, but he need <laughs> to be in there somewhere. I don't want to say no name. I, think, I, I mean, I, I think I think him being that, that six-man punch is very valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree because he used to start. He is the six-man Because he's now. used to starting. He's been a starter. He, he, can, he can obviously handle being – an offensive, you know, the the offense running through him. He he's very comfortable with that. I think when you got myself and Kawhi on the floor, it's kind of hard harder for him to catch a rhythm. Not even necessarily play with us, just to catch a rhythm. Right, like right. he's a rhythm guy, needs the ball, got to touch the ball, not necessarily just catch and shoot all game. Right, right. So I think him coming off the bench helps open his game back up. Uh, but he was great. He was great. You know, uh, I thought we saw. You know, you know I was a just great performance. That, Russ game four. Yeah. Hell of a game. Yep. Uh, Russ balled out every game to me. He, he balled out every game. Every he left game. he you can't say nothing bad about what Russ did, man. He he literally put that shit on put yeah. that shit on the floor every night. Like I know I know he was exhausted. Who uh Russ? Russ I had to yeah, go gotta be. Bro. Russ was he was he was playing himself. He was playing the teammates. He was playing the, <laughs> the refs. He was playing the other. He was doing everything. His defense was incredible though. Like all yeah. the again stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. Yeah. He was just making. He was in the right place at the right time for a period. Every it was sing- like a stat where everybody that Russ guarded, they were like they shot like a bad percentage. Yeah, no. For- sh- I was surprised him shut down KD like that a couple of times. Yeah, that was yeah. that was he, it was it was like a. It, it, it was like a, a, a extra little motivation there. I loved it. <laughs> and you were front row center. So yeah, I, I loved it. Oh. I loved it. Like it was, it was definitely extra motivation for him to go block that shit. For him to go steal it. It was definitely an extra. He was motivation. killing Chris Paul too. Yeah, he was killing everybody. There's nobody was, that could check yeah. him. There's there nobody like that Russ could check that. him. He he made me feel like honestly, even though I didn't see Kawhi mm-hmm. after he was out, we already knew you was out, but Kawhi was gone. But he made me feel like. The Clippers can still do this. We can still mm-hmm. win it. They can still do this. If everybody play like Russell Westbrook, right. y'all can win this. Right. And, you know, shit happens. But, hey. That is a very good point. That is a very good point about that series. If we matched Russ's intensity, yep. we had a chance. We had a chance without me uh, without me and Kawhi being on that floor. And, and he we played, matched that intensity. He played a lot of minutes, if you think yeah, about did. it. He and did. he did. He he performed. He did everything. He performed the same every night. It wasn't no night where you like, oh, he tired from the other night. Mm-hmm. He tired. Mm-hmm. Every night, Russell came out there and performed and gave y'all something for us as fans mm-hmm. to literally believe in. Like, like it was a point where, of course, when he was with the Lakers, I'm like, man, Russ got to go. Mm-hmm. Russ got <laughs> with y'all. 
Russ can stay. Russ got to stay. <laughs> That's all. I'm just Russ keeping it real. Stay. Pete, talk about how hard that is to move teams, gain the trust of, of the team that quickly. It looked like Russ had been on the team the whole year, and not many players – can you just pick up in one system, throw him into another system? And that's on top of all the drama that he has to deal with. Right. And how impressive is that oh, to be able to do that? It's super impressive. It's super, just to go what he's dealing with. Like every time he step on the floor, I feel like there's just a certain amount. There's like a group of people that just wishes he doesn't play well. It's crazy. <laughs> no bullshit. No, I know. It's, that's it's so messed and up. it's a nod to him to be locked in right. every night like he's locked in every possession because the game would be going on somebody will say something he'll check them right away and then he's right back locked into the game you know what <laughs> I mean and and he's in the huddles he's talking out what he sees zoo you got to do this or uh you know norm uh, this that or like he's he's just locked in like i think that just is credit to him and and like not a lot of people in this league love the game like russ loves it mm -hmm. you know i think that's what fans don't really understand about russ he plays with that passion because he genuinely loves the game like he genuinely is a student of the game like he it's, it's it's his passion you know what I mean? It's it just a passion to do. So, P, if you were going to give a message to Clipper Nation, what would you, you know, say to the fans as far as looking into the future and what's ahead for the Clippers? Put myself into a fan's <laughs> shoes, right? <laughs> I get it. It is frustrating. It is like, because this, to them, year after year, they're going through the same lows of, we got a great team, we got a chance to win. Yeah. And then boom, there's something that happens, whether, you know, I get injured, Kawhi get injured, um, or years before we even got here, um, not having, you know, a, a, a star player or not being able to get over the hump. So I get it. Um, but, I mean, I, I will say myself, Kawhi, like we're doing everything we can. I train every summer to try to win a championship. Like, I don't I don't take uh, my summers for granted. Um, neither does Kawhi. Like, we're going to get this shit right at some point, you know? Myself and Kawhi, like, we're, we're, we train every summer to, to, to be the last one standing like that. We, we came over here for a reason, and that was to win a championship for L.A., for Balmer, for our legacy. Like, so to the Clipper Nation, to the Clippers fans, we we carry that. We carry that burden. Like we 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 gonna get this shit right at some point. We gonna we gonna and, and it just comes down to the injuries. Like unfortunate events. We can't predict how this shit goes. You know what I mean? I got my knee fucking buckled. Like I can't predict that. You know what I mean? I can't see that coming. But you know we're gonna get this shit right at some point. For injuries like that to happen and people to like downplay it or expect like. Cause you know they saw me. They saw the clips of me working out, mm -hmm. right? And that was controlled. The game is not controlled. Anything can happen, as we saw with the injury. Anything can fucking happen. Um, it's very frustrating that outside people think that we don't want to play. Where we're you know uh, taking the easy way out. Like we we we're we're being caught. Like we're hurt. You know what I mean? If they would have recorded me trying to close out hard, like they'd have been like, oh, okay, yeah, he's not ready. Yeah, they didn't show that. They didn't they don't show that type of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, it's it's frustrating. But at the same time, like, they don't know what the fuck is going on. They've never been injured. They've never had to deal with this type of adversity within their body and to go have to compete at the highest level. Like, this is what the shit matters. Like they don't they don't they don't know what that shit feels like. So you know, as frustrating as it is, it's kind of like they. I can't. I can't. I can't answer to that because they can't put themselves into my shoes. I do have one follow-up question for you. Uh, heading into the summer, you always talk about how there's one thing or two things that you want to improve on for the next season. Mm -hmm. Have you kind of pinpointed what you want to work on? Not necessarily. I haven't got to that point. Just season just ended. <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm. I'm still like. You know, and I haven't played for the past, what, five weeks. 
Um, so I'm, I'm still like in that rehab, right? Getting healthy mode. Um, but to to the the quick answers to that is, you know, I I didn't think I was you know as fluid um, with my ball handling and 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 being efficient with dribbles and and space. Um, I think I lost a little bit of that. That was one of the biggest, you know, one of the biggest things that I thought I was, you know, what what made me PG was the space that I could play in for my size. Um, and I, I thought that kind of went away a little bit, like being able to play in the tight quarters, tight space, um, you know. And so with that, it's just lowering the turnovers. That'll help with being, you know, better with playmaking, better with decision making. Um, so that's one of the things. And, and definitely just getting lighter. You know, for years and years, it's, it's been the goal was to get bigger, get stronger, put on size. Um, I think the goal is is to get lighter. Yeah, you're I think get, you're getting old. I am getting old. <laughs> I don't know if that's good to get lighter, getting older. Um, but I, I do want to get back that quickness, that shiftiness, that explosiveness. Um, so that's one of the goals is to get a little lighter this summer. So Giannis was asked a question uh, by the reporter, uh, and he had a great response. I, I'm sure that you saw it. And in his response back to the reporter, he talked about how Michael Jordan played 15 years um, and only won six championships. Does mm -hmm. that mean that those other nine years were a failure? What did you think about Giannis's response? I see where Giannis is going with it. From a personal standpoint, no. he he He's not saying, like, like failure, failure is good from a personal standpoint. What he, I think he was getting at was more so like they, you know, they didn't win the championship, but it's not about that is what he's trying to say. Like, okay, we will learn from this. So everything that we did this year, like we're going to mark this as a failure. Mm. In his perspective, no. We know we got to do X better. We got to do Y better. We got to get, you know, you know, all the little shit, faster, stronger, smarter. Uh, you know, we've made steps. We're number one team. Like we've made steps. I think what he's trying to, to like go or, or trying to, to make his mark on is just because we didn't win a championship. It's, it's, we can't mark that down as a failure. I think even he, like asked the reporter, like so. Mm -hmm. He, knew he him turned too. it around. Yeah, he turned it and put Eric. it in his perspective. <laughs> like Eric, what was his name? Is Eric. Eric. If you don't get a, a if promotion. you don't get a a promotion, you don't get a raise. Like, is this a failure? No, but I'm sure Eric is working his ass off. Yep. Like he's building his resume towards that promotion. Yep. Not that he failed that year in the long run uh, or or the grand scheme. He didn't fail that year. Like he's made the steps to now when his time is to get that promotion like he's ready you got to go through that and I think that's just what Giannis was was trying to explain and the reason why I think the MJ thing he brought up the MJ thing is you know MJ had hell of a years you know he you know had some years where he lost but he elevated his game he he got better he got better and ultimately those losses turned into him winning three in a row leaving the game come back win another three like and I, I think I think you know from a uh you know, a professional standpoint, yeah. Like, I'm sure their common goal was to win a championship. They didn't. That That is a failure, I think, across the board. But from just from a personal standpoint, no, not a chance. I, I mean, I think you got to break down the way he quoted it because he brought MJ in it. And MJ, he brought MJ in solely on an individual purpose, mm -hmm. right? Because he didn't say the Bulls. He and said Michael of Michael Jordan's 15 years, he won six out of the nine. Um, and so you break down the individual part of it. I like, I think I failed. I'm 13 years in, I failed 13 times of winning a championship. Like that's what I trained for is to win a championship. But when I look at like my first, my year three or, or just year, like each year, but let's go year three, I was an all-star. Did I, I didn't fail. Like I had a hell of a season. Like I became an all-star. I became a household name. Like. I didn't fail, you know what I mean? Right. I, I, I overcame a ton of uh, obstacles. Uh, I became, you know, a household name. Year four, I earned a ma uh, max contract. Like, I didn't fail, you know, from an individual standpoint. No. 
But when you look at it as a team standpoint, and they they had the odds were stacked for them to win a championship. They were one of the top three teams to win a championship. Y'all didn't win a championship. Y'all failed. Like you failed that season. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Like there's nothing wrong with failure. Failure is what drives you. Like that. This next year, it, they should fucking be a whole completely different team because right. of the yeah. lesson learned. That's you know what I mean? So yeah, it, I don't. There's no reason to be afraid to say you failed. Like you failed. You didn't win. If you ask us, we had a chance to win a championship with the roster that we had. We failed. We came up short. That was the only goal we had was to win the championship. Like we didn't care to to be the first in the West. We didn't care to like regular season matters. We want to win every game. Um, we just we want to get into the playoffs and give it a chance, give ourselves the chance to win a championship. We failed at that. Everyone's been talking about the Miami Heat. They just upset the Milwaukee Bucks. And Jimmy Butler is playing some of the best basketball in the NBA right now. And I'm a little hurt after he kind of disrespected mm. a good friend, Drew Holiday. That was a little uncalled for. But he was playing well. He was out there competing. Uh, how impressive... Uh, has it been to watch Jimmy just take over that series and essentially just dominate the series and win it for the Heat? Yeah, it, it's extremely impressive. You know, it's a, a, a extremely. You know, we saw a bit of, bits of this Jimmy in that uh, what was that the twenty twenty NBA playoff run in the bubble? Yep, where he was just on another planet. You know what I mean? He just has he and, and he's showing it now. Like Jimmy's will, his. His just passion, his competitiveness. Um, he just he's got a dog in him, like, and this is shows who has the dogs. Like, you know what I mean? This is where the dogs come out. Jimmy is a dog. He's showing it. He's tough. He gonna talk his talk and he gonna back it up. Like, that's the thing about Jimmy. You don't let him talk his shit because he's gonna feed into that. He's gonna buy into the shit he's saying, and then there's no turning back. <laughs> Right. So he he's Jimmy. Jimmy's I, I applaud Jimmy. Jimmy looks great. He's looking like the best player in the playoffs so far. Um, and he's got Miami on another level. The NBA has so much parody. Right? Like in, it feels like anybody could win anything this could right happen. Now. Anything could happen. The eight seeds aren't normal. Eight seeds. Seven seeds aren't normal. Seven seeds. This shit all comes down to matchups. And, and I called it. I thought Miami plays. Milwaukee very well like they've been doing that for years regardless of who wins that series it's mm -hmm. always going to be a good matchup um and yeah I mean you you credit Miami um credit Jimmy Bam's playing great like that that team looks for real and if you got a leader like Jimmy who you know is going to leave it out there every single night like that that's where the role players they're Cal? elevated Kyle's playing great. Mm -hmm. He's he's you know it, it it all comes from Jimmy. It's stemming from Jimmy. Right. Your leader. You look at your leader. Your leader is the most dominant. He's the most aggressive. He's putting his body on the line. He's diving for balls. He's blocking shots. Literally, Jimmy's taking no plays off. You see that, and then literally everybody's gonna fall in line. Only, you know. Only Kawhi has a ring on that team, right? Kyle. Uh, not Kyle. Uh, what I say his name? Kawhi. Kyle and uh, Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Kevin Love's got one. Kevin Love's over there. Is any of the role right. players? I'm trying to think if anybody else. No, nah, I think that's it. I think just Kyle. I think and, Kyle and, and Kevin. And Kevin. He's got Miami going crazy. Kevin, My buddy was at the game. Spence was, was at the game. And he uh -huh. said it was like one of the most craziest atmospheres. I think there was a quote that even in the when LeBron was there. I saw that. Like it wasn't how it was the other night when yeah. Jimmy dropped 50. Do you got any Jimmy Butler stories? Since all this time? To go with his competitiveness, you know, obviously I spent a ton of time with Jimmy in, the, you know, our early years playing in uh, the same division, the matchups, Indy versus Chicago. Um, we always duked it out. Like, it was, it was always a great head-up, mano-a-mano matchup. You know, secretly I'm telling people, no, nah, I don't want no help. Don't, don't. <laughs> No, let me guard him. Jimmy's the same way. No help. Let me guard him straight up. No switching. I'm going to get through screens. Like, we both, that's how we both played against each other. So, it was always fun matching up with Jimmy. Um, but I remember we were in uh, USA. You know, me and him was on USA together. 
and uh, championship game, and we played Serbia before this. Mm-hmm. Serbia gave us a great run, run for our money, right? <laughs> uh, and they had a player by the name of Tiosadic, Tiosadic, <laughs> Milos Tiosadic. And uh, he was balling. He was their leader over there, like little point guard. He ended up going to Clippers uh, after, I want to say after that Olympic year, he ended up going to the Clippers and was with the Clippers, right? Um, but before that, like nobody heard of him. Like we, right. But there was like talks like, oh, okay, he's the their best player. He's this legend over in Europe. So we're all like, oh, okay, like, all right. So we ended up playing him. And this is the game that was close. This was before the championship game because we ended right. up playing them in the championship uh, for the gold medal. So this was while we were in pool play. And he, was, he had a great game. He was, he was, you know, hitting shots. He was finding people. He was the reason why the game was so tight. Right. So uh, now fast forward to the gold medal game. And we going through matchups. It came down to matching up with Teosadich. So me and him fighting over him. I'm like, nah, I got him. Who, you and Jimmy? Me and Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy like, nah, nah, let me get a piece of him. Hey. I'm, come on, bro. <laughs> come on. Hey. We, 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 we like all into it. Like, like, let me guard him. Let me match up with him. Jimmy like, yo, let me get him. So we going back and forth. Like, and, and I mean, that's it. That's the story. But it was just, it was just like, like I could feel his, his, passion his competitiveness because it was a big game like right, right we were we were having tough matchups all through that run uh to get the goal every team we played played as hard and he had just had a great game uh, before we played them for the gold medal right but it was literally just us two going back and forth so who got the best of of him you yeah, are, like, are, did he are Jimmy. What, what was the yeah, no, he, we, we got the best of we him. we drowned him out we drowned him out he couldn't do shit i started out on him jimmy had his moments on him but he, we drowned him out. Like we, we ended up beating Serbia by like 15, 20 points. I, I want to know who got the best out of you and Jimmy too. When y'all was going at it, when we was going at, it, I think I got the best out of Jimmy. You mm. got the best out of Jimmy? I, I think, I think it's fair to say. I, what you don't think he got the best the, out of Jimmy? I mean, I, I'm, no, I'm sure there's some stat guy out there who's gonna put our head to head together. P, you average there, you average that, you won this many. And like, I'm sure there's somebody that's gonna pick this up. And yeah, we'll pull it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> But I think I think I got the, I think I got the best of Jimmy. You gotta you gotta think. I came in the league before Jimmy. I was more I was established earlier than Jimmy. Um, and you know when I was year three, uh, you know Jimmy was just getting on the scene. He right. was just finding his niche. He was just starting to play. You know it was definitely an advantage. I was I was a little bit more ahead of Jimmy. I had a different mindset on it because I had you know there was Chris Middleton just getting in. There was Jimmy Butler. There was Giannis who, Giannis, who was young, there was just a, I was just a crazy mindset that like, and Brian just left. So I'm like, shit, <laughs> this is my shit now. <laughs> this is my division. Um, and so that's, that's how I was looking at it at, at the young, as a young guy, like I'm going to be the best player in this division. Like, the, and it was all good wings. You know what I mean? Right. Giannis, Chris Middleton. Um, who was the other cat before Chris Middleton? Jabari. Jabari Parker. Jabari, Jabari Parker. Parker was in Man, there. Where is There's he a problem. At? Uh, yeah. I think um, Jabari Parker. And so, yeah, I, 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 no, there was no like, oh, let me teach him some tricks. Let me let. Uh, <laughs> there was, I was there. P was not in a friendly matter uh, those early years in Indiana. Jimmy averaged 14 against you. You averaged 21. There we go. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Pull those stats up again. Huh? Yeah. I love it. It's, now, I'm not gonna lie. It's almost. You give him 30. I'm not gonna lie. It, matching up with Jimmy is almost like there, there's, there's a level of respect there. I'm not gonna lie. There's a level of respect when me and Jimmy played. That like, I don't know if it's because the prior times we played and I've had his number and, but there's a, there's a, a very thick line of respect right there where he's like he knows what's it's gonna no, be a tough that? one. Jimmy Butler is obviously establishing a reputation where it's like every time this guy gets into playoffs, he turns into like one of the best players in basketball. How hard is it to kind of elevate your game to the level that he has been elevating his? I mean, it's, it's tough, it, it's tough, but I'm not surprised by the level that he's playing at now. 
Um, he he that's that's just how he plays the game. Like if you watch him in a regular season, I wouldn't say he's coasting, but this is what he, the moment that he's waiting on. You know what I mean? Like he's waiting to get to this moment to to actually play for something. Like that's how he plays the game. He plays extremely hard. Again, he the motherfucker puts his body on the line every time. And he understands it. Like the playoffs, he I, I heard him on on the knuckleheads where he says he's never won it at any level. And so the reason why he goes so hard, because he wants to be remembered as a winner. You know what Damn, I mean? He never won at no level. He's never won at no level. It's the same way with me. I've never won at any level. And and like that when it comes to the playoffs, it's like I would do anything. Like I would do whatever it takes to win. Like I will go through if I'm hurt, I will play through it. If 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 I can, like if it's allowable, I will play right, right. I would I will go through anything to try to win a championship. Look, when you see him playing at this level, it's not surprising. Like because it's not like he's a a, a, a three point shooter. Like he plays in the paint, he plays physical. He he's gonna play and get fouled because he's so physical, and because of that, the playoffs like that's what it comes down to. Who can get easy baskets? Well, do you think he's gonna keep this high play up against absolutely the New York Knicks? Absolutely, they got good defense, good defense. Absolutely, and I love the Knicks defense. The Knicks do got great defense. They're a tough team. I don't know Julius. I don't think gonna be back anytime soon with that that ankle that injury. He didn't look injury? too good. It's he didn't everyone. look good. Yeah. I feel like everyone's hurt. So you think this is easy for Jimmy and them? Uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. Because they got their main star out. The the fact that they went to Cleveland and closed out uh, the series without Julius for the whole half, mm-hmm. like they, that, they yeah, showed you that they're capable yeah, 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 of, of, you know, still winning games without Julius if Julius is available or not. So we talked about the Memphis Grizzlies and their trash talking. And as of recent, Dylan Brooks had a lot to say mm-hmm. about <laughs> LeBron. And I think he's already regretting some of the things that mm-hmm. uh, he has spoken <laughs> uh, to Mr. James over there on the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> How much uh, of that trash talking do you think affects the team? Like, I know you've been on a couple teams with Lance mm-hmm. Stevenson and... How do you kind of handle that, like as a teammate of someone that's talking yeah. and kind of poking the bear? It's a it, it, being an agitator is like a slippery slope. Like, <laughs> yeah. No bullshit, because like you talking shit to somebody that controls the game, right? Brian controls the game, and you're Dylan Brooks. Like you don't get twenty shots a night. You don't get twenty five shots a night. Like Brian does. Like. You don't you don't think he's going to hit shots. You don't think he's going to make shots like he's going to play well. Like, <laughs> right. And it's a slippery slope for that reason alone. Like you're trying to match up with somebody that's going to get wet. That's like having a shootout and you got three bullets to my 25 bullets. Like who you, who's going to win? You better get yeah. some good ass. Yeah, Your yeah. aim better be fucking impeccable. <laughs> did y'all see the Did y'all see the accolades they posted? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was sick. They did them wrong on that. that, but, that was, I mean, that, that's, <laughs> that's what he get. That's literally what it is. Like in a regular season, it works because you're not gonna like you're in in the playoffs. You got to see him max seven times. Constantly. Like you're gonna have to see him. And again, to that to that uh, analogy of of three bullets to 25 bullets. Right. Like, you you better be on with it. Like, you're <laughs> going to have to stop him on a nightly basis. Uh, and then again, like, how you seen with the, the the media getting involved with it now? Now he's... He's hearing that noise, bro. You can't tell me he's not hearing that noise. He's not like... Oh, you see, he has kids. Yeah. They showing him. Right. I'm like, why does, why does everyone, you know, paint me out to be the villain now? I'm like, bro, stop. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I like how yeah. LeBron handles it, though. He never says nothing. He handles it like the king. He keeps it professional. He just, keeps ah, it on the court. He but, go crazy. But again, when you're comparing the two, like, why the fuck would Bron answer to Dylan Brooks? Yeah. Exactly. Who are you? Who are point? you? Like, what have you done? Like, right. why, why, like, yeah, why am I even having this with you? Right. Like, prove right. yourself first. Waste of time. So, yeah, it's, it's, you know, when Lance did it uh, to Bron. <laughs> what was that locker room like after that? <laughs> it was. <sighs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Originally, I was like, uh, "Why? <laughs> like, why you do that?" Because I'm guarding him. Like, you know, what I mean? <laughs> the reason Lance had the reason Lance was on Brown for those moments because I was in foul trouble. 
But mm. for the series, I'm guarding Braun. So, like, bro. <laughs> take it all out on you. Yeah, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, but I thought I thought it raised, like, it, 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 I thought it, it drew to our intensity of, like, we not backing down to y'all. We, we, you know, we, I thought we stood behind Lance after he did that, opposed to, like, you know, getting on him about it or breaking up about it. I thought we, we backed him up, and uh, it, it made for us to just raise the intensity. Did LeBron say anything about, like, hey, like my bad, bro, like, like he should have not blown in your ear. Anything <laughs> nah, like that? Like, nah, that shit was, like, unspoken, made? bro. That shit was unspoken. <laughs> Nobody said anything about it. We didn't even, like, I mean, Lance did shit all season. Like, and he did, he do shit in practice to try to get under your skin. Like, we knew that was Lance, but, like, literally, like, we, that shit came out of left field when it happened. Can we get Lance back in the league? Man, we need, <laughs> please. Man, I'm more ready. Shout out yeah, more ready. Man. So exciting. More ready. Sick, bro. Like, Dribbles. He the- does fast. He passes. <laughs> he shooting. When the coach tells him don't shoot, he gonna shoot it anyway. What, what happened? Spe- speaking of, because wasn't he on Indy? Was it this year or was it last year? I think it was last year. And he played great. Yeah, he played great. I don't know, man. Still talk to him? Yeah, from time to time. From time to time. I, you know, we'll. You know, we follow each other on social media. It's like, you know, I'll see, I'll update based off of what he's doing. You got and we'll, on the team, we'll chop it up. The team, P. <laughs> I, I love, I love Born Ready, bro. I love Born Ready. Born Ready is the reason I am who I am today. No hey, cap. Shout out to Lance Stephen for making P who he is today, baby. <laughs> Come on, Lance. Now it's time for my favorite segment, Rated PG. When my boy PG give us a new NBA player and tell us all about him that we don't know about. So, P, give us your rated PG on a new one. My rated P on a new one? Damn, y'all ain't going to even know this player right uh, here. I, got I hate when you sleeper. do this. I got another sleeper for you. This kid is uh, – I had a chance to play against this kid this summer, um, working out against him. And I didn't know, I didn't know who he was. Um, he's a rookie now, but I didn't know who he was. Come to find out, he went to UCLA, um, and even then, I didn't like. I, and they say he was a high draft pick, and I, I, because I, I'm, I'm oblivious to it. Like I don't know what's going to on say. when it comes to the new guys. And uh, but he's competing, and he's talking shit. He's trash talking, like, and and he's he's backing it up. Like he, he's showing well in the gym. Um, and come to find out, it was it's Pey- Peyton Watson. Um, and he plays for Denver. He's with the Nuggets right now. But the kid is good. Kid is Peyton extremely Watson. good. Peyton Watson. What position? Twenty year old. He's small forward. Young cat. Okay. But he, he's gonna be good. I think Denver. Denver took slack for getting him because there was. Mm. He averaged three points at UCLA. Yeah, he, he, I, I actually knew who he was, but I haven't watched him in the league yet. Yeah. So. What are you comparing him to? He he's kind of got like a a Brandon Egram game, like mm. long wing. Um, he's got that like slow pace game. He's long. He's tall. He shoot over you. Can handle it. Three point shot. Twenty years old. Twenty years old. Wow. Athletic. He's good. He's good. I think it's gonna be a while. Um, you know, before we see him blossom into you know what I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be a stud. But you know, he's got to wait his time. But he's gonna be really good. When he gets his opportunity, just remember that name. Peyton Watson, y'all heard the name. Don't sleep on it. You just been rated PG, baby. All right, guys. Jackie gave us his favorite segment. Now it's time for my favorite segment, the social corner. Today we got a question from Trace VGC on my favorite fan moment ever. Um, it actually came this year in Atlanta. We were playing the Hawks and and literally like it was like because the Hawks seats, like uh, fan seats, are literally right behind us. Like they're literally right behind us, and it was like a section of like I don't know, maybe seven or eight. It was like six dudes, two girls, but they was like super Clipper fans. They was big PG fans, like my super fans. Like they had indie my indie jersey, my I, I think one had my Fresno jersey. Like crazy fans, right? And uh, I'm never like I'm I'm always like too locked into the game to try to break character, right? Like <laughs> I it, it, people might think is an asshole, but I just I'm I'm weird about that like breaking my character like I'm trying to be locked in. 
but they going crazy behind us. Like they in the we in the huddle. They going crazy. Like let's go Clippers. Like PG, you killing them. Like y'all boys is killing. Y'all boys killing. So like as the game going on, I'm like slowly like because they loud as shit every time. So as the game going on, I'm like, and I keep going back. And I'm like, oh, okay, they cool as shit. Like, I'm, I'm fucking with the vibe. <laughs> and you know, Reg, Reg is like super into the crowd and fans, and you know, and so now, now they get a hold of Reg, like, and Reg is dancing and shit with him. Reg is like being himself, you know what I mean? And um, it was just like, I, I don't, it was, it was a different experience to have that like type of love at a game. Where and it was it's Atlanta, so Atlanta, you know, they playing their music, half times or uh, timeouts, music rocking, but they like, you know, they turned up behind us. Um, so after the game, like we beat Atlanta there. After the game, me and Reg, we go into the crowd, like we we go up the stairs, we go into the crowd, we like yeah. chopping it up right after the game, like That's we sweaty wild. as shit, like, and they like, oh man, we fuck with y'all, like y'all 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 boys dope as shit, like. It was just a cool experience between us and them. Like, they was like, man, y'all super down to earth. Like, we even more fans. Like, <laughs> damn, you cool as shit. And, uh, no, it was it was dope. It was actually a dope experience. Like, it was one of my favorite experiences from a fan just to get that kind of connection. Did you take pictures with them? Yeah, we took pictures. Like, signed their jerseys and everything? We, we, I signed the jerseys. We took pictures. Uh, and it was literally like we knew them. Like, we that's knew dope. them forever. Like, that's how dope <laughs> and cool the, the experience was. Like, um, the, our, the coaches was cool with them like like man y'all motherfuckers got to travel with us <laughs> that's dope i hope they they probably watch the show maybe, i'm, I'm maybe. sure i'm sure they got to watch the show leave I'm, a comment leave a comment leave we want to see sure they'll, they'll send that picture send i'm sure picture. they'll send that picture bro they was live that is a wrap for episode nine of podcast p i want to shout out my guys dallas rutherford and jackie long always rocking with your boy and for the fans for keeping it tight Reminder, new episodes are going to be dropping for the rest of the NBA season. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube and turn on those post notifications so that you don't miss an episode. And also make sure you follow us across all our social media channels at Podcast P Show. Jackie, any last words? Once again, thank y'all for tuning in to episode nine on Podcast P. Hey, we thank y'all as always. We appreciate y'all. And like I always say, we not shit without the people behind us. So, see y'all episode 10 with the juice and the gin. You dig?